Hi there. Welcome to my worst audition ever, the podcast where I, Danny Vitorino, sit down with a guest and we discuss their worst audition ever. Quick tidbit, we are now available on all social platforms and wherever you stream your podcast. Subscribe now. If you want to come on as a guest and share your worst audition ever, contact us at myworstauditionever at gmail.com. Today I'm sitting down with Emma Clinch. Hi. Hi, Emma. Hello. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. It's a great day. It's October, but it's really warm. It's, yeah. it's kind of weird. Yeah, I wore a sweater and a jacket today, and I'm, it's a mistake. <laughs> I wore a jacket to go get a package outside today, and I was like sweating. Yeah. I don't know. New York, what's going on? That's a question for New York. So tell us, what type of uh, performer are you? Um, I'm actor, singer, dancer, general musical theater, straight track, whatever you need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what is your, uh, your like one, two, three, like acting, singing, dancing? Um, I think I would say actor, singer, dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like I, maybe some people have like more of like a clear distinction i i don't know like You're i just... think i just sort of have my f- foot in a lot but it's like okay. there's not like one like thing that's like you know so it's all like you're kind of figuring it out all at the same time yeah yeah which has been confusing for me in the past but ultimately good i mean yeah it's a lot on your shoulders but it's it's gonna be better in the long run maybe for you if that's how you learn and experience things you know yeah that's Great. Mm-hmm. Tell us, Emma, what are you typed as usually when you go in for something or what do people see you as as casting directors or et cetera? I think I'm still figuring that out a lot because okay. I've only been here a year, but... Oh, you're <laughs> a baby. I'm, I'm a baby. That's okay. Yeah. But um, I, in the last year, I have been cast consistently, I'm talking like three times in a row, mm. as the like showgirl sort of dance cat like head on her shoulders dance captain like mm-hmm. showgirl so i'm talking like joan and dames at sea tess and crazy for you like that's that sort of deal okay lots of like showgirl golden age tap dance heavy shows which are so much fun and i love doing them um but then before i got out in the you know real world mm-hmm. i would be cast a lot as like sort of that amalia or uh baker's wife sort of like leading lady sort of thing yes so i find myself in a weird sort of in between right now where i'm like too young to be cast as these roles in the real world but then so like i found this niche of like i'll just play tess for a little while yeah you know what i mean whatever you can grab yeah i mean whatever you can and i love i love like golden age happy fun let the world is fine and blue skies and stuff (laughs) tapping flapping hey yep Tapping and flapping. Tapping and flapping. That's what well, I do. Well, that's cool. And so you're still figuring out basically what you're what you would be typed as when you fill into this artist that you can see yourself as, or you're still figuring out the type, exe- like in general. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like I I know my type mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts, mm-hmm. but I think the the reason I have trouble being like, oh, I'm this. Is because it sometimes is hard to see myself as the type I am on Broadway right now. Okay. Because there's so much amazing like contemporary work and and like um, 
new work and a lot of like pop rock centric stuff, which is so cool. It just doesn't always include me. So I think the hardest part is like figuring out where I fit mm -hmm. in what is casting right now, which is a little more tricky. Okay. But like that's been my biggest journey You're like this looking first for year. That open call for like Oklahoma or something. One hundred percent. Who would yeah. you play? Who would you go for in Oklahoma? Um, if there was an open call, man, probably Lori. I feel like that's my 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 I could best see that for you. bet. I could see you as either Lori or Adelaide, to be quite honest. Yeah, I could see that quirky little like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that like, yeah, because she is really cute and sweet, and I could totally see that for you. But I could also, on the flip side, see you as Lori as well. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I'd also love to do like. What's her name? Gertie? The one who laughs all the time. I think so, yeah. Gertie? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do that. Those are my favorite roles, like where you just come on and you laugh and you take a bow. Yes. And everybody or, um, loves you. Guys and Dolls? That'd yes. That'd be another show for you, I think. Yeah, and I love Guys and Dolls. Right? Yeah, all that jazz. Do you have any credits or previous work you want to discuss or share just to get more of a little feel for like your type or what you like to do? Um. Well, I mean, I just came back from doing... Um, Tess and Crazy for You at Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival over the summer. That was so much fun. Nice. So rewarding. Um, and uh, I, before that, I did Joan in Dames at Sea at a theater called Priscilla Beach Theater, which was so much fun. Again, just this, like, put me in a dance show. Put me in a tap shoe. Like, let's do it. Yeah. You know? um, that's, that's what I've been doing a lot of since I graduated. Worked at this theater called Regal for a million years. It was so much fun. It's like right outside Boston where I went to school. Where'd you go to school? Boston Conservatory. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know Larry Souza? I love Larry Souza. Shout Larry, out. Larry Souza, if you can hear me right now, I love you. Dude, we both love you. I like ugh, memories of Larry Souza are just everything. Yeah. No, he's, he's like the one yeah. of the best teachers at Boca. I mean, he, he just changed my whole life yes. as a dancer. And I, as a person. Yes, I agree. He's yeah. just, whenever I meet somebody from Boca, I'm like, do you know Larry Souza? Because yes. I know he would work there, so. Yeah. Oh, Larry God. Souza, where are he's, you? He taught me for years. He's amazing. Yeah, he's great. He must be doing shows now. I think he's still doing shows. He's yeah. like directing and stuff, right? Yeah, no, he did like, he directed my friend in another roll of the dice, I think. in a sh It was like in um, somewhere. It's in nice. a location. Yeah, it's still in Massachusetts, but, I think. Yeah. and, that, and like, he, yeah. east side. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of fun stuff. All right, I love give that us guy. strength. Speaking of strength, tell us about your strengths or a strength in general that you think you have or that you're proud of. I think my biggest strength and what's benefited me, but the strength that's benefited me the most as an artist in this business, especially being new to New York and like not knowing what's going on half the time, is sort of feeling like my whole life I've sort of been able to let things roll off my back, mm. you know, just kind of find that place of like, this is just a moment. It's not my whole life. We can move on. We can do that. And I've always felt really blessed to be able to just sort of like have that natural ability to just be like, not get super worked up about things. I mean, I will, I, I have moments, but it's most of the time I'm able to just sort of move on. Like it happened since I'm, I was a kid, like you know, kids would say mean things and I'd just be like, whatever, I'm going to go to dance class. You know, I just focused on the things that I loved that brought me joy. And I always found like that led me to 
people I wanted to spend time with and activities I wanted to do. And it made me feel like I was doing things for me, not yeah. other people. And it's always really brought me a lot of joy and contentedness in life. I'm I, so I'm, jealous of you. <laughs> well, it's like I said, like it's not always, but I think it's just like the general pattern is like I'm able to just sort of like... That's a great thing to have. Yeah. I think a lot of people try to find that on a daily basis because it's especially as an artist especially in this city it's crazy so to have like a water off a duck's back mentality that's a great strength to have yeah i I think just like living in new york helps too because you look around and you see a million people every day and you're like all these people have lives and stories and things they're doing and struggles you have no idea about and everyone's just trying to make it and like just exist for another day and that's what you're doing too and you know some people might seem more objectively successful than other people but at the end of the day we're all just living day to day and I think there's just kind of a community in that feeling of just sort of Mm -hmm. doing that that for me just sort of calms me down like nothing's nothing's too big because we're all in it together you know what i mean and there's room for everyone at the table absolutely when people book something or get something or you know get to do a tour or get to do you know an opportunity of some sort and they're in the circle because you know it's a small circle here like once you know somebody you're like okay maybe we're not friends friends but i know them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so you know, and the circles intertwine. Yeah, and it just keeps getting smaller and smaller and exactly. smaller. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's hard to, to, to look at it in a sense of, I'm proud of you. You know, you get all these things about you. Yeah. And then it becomes a narcissistic thing. But it's good to look at that and say, okay, I, it's not about me. It's about them. They booked something good for them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my own journey. You yeah. know, everybody's on their own journey to the table. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, not to worry about the timeline so much. No. Or like, oh my God, like... I need to accomplish X, Y, Z before I'm this, this and that, you know, like it's avoiding that is Mm -hmm. important. It it really is. No, that's great to have. On the flip side of that, is there a weakness that you want to share? Um, see, it's funny because it's going to sound contradictory to what I just said, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, I I almost think it's just, I don't know. Like I, cause I struggle (laughs) a lot with, um, anxiety and stuff, ADD. Okay. Um, I think that a lot of artists do, you know, but I, then like, I think it's interesting cause it all ties together. I think sometimes my, my ADD will, um, prevent me from always feeling on top of things in life. And, um, I am a little bit of a perfectionist. So, so my like perfectionism takes over and it's like, no, 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 you should you should be on top of this. You should be, why can't you be better? Be better, be better, be better. Do this, do this by this time. You know, my ADD takes over and it's just sort of like, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. Just move along, you know, which like I said, is, can be beneficial sometimes. So it's just for, for me, it's like finding that balance between the anxiety of, of not always feeling like I have the executive function to be on top of things mm-hmm. the way I see other people in this business being on top of things objectively from like my point of view. Like they're like, oh, I'm all scheduled for this whole week and this is what I'm gonna audition and this is what I'm gonna work and this is what I'm gonna hang out with friends and I'm gonna look like it's all together on social media, you know, and you feeling like you can't sit at that table, you can't join that party. 
It's um, a VIP, but it's not. It's not, you know, and it's like finding the ability to to plan your life out in a way that's going to be successful for you, that's going to work with your mental health, not against it, you know, and like giving yourself the space you need and not having to necessarily compare it to other people, you know? Yeah. Um, it's finding that balance. You yeah. Know? It, especially the city. It's crazy. As an artist in this city, in this age with social media, like you were saying, mm-hmm. I totally agree. And, and I don't think that you're alone in that. I think no. that there's a lot of people struggling with finding that balance and, and tuning out that voice. Yeah. You know, because we all have it. We mm-hmm. all have that criticism. You know, it's like they say, you know, you're your worst critic. And yeah. it, it's true. And it's for a good reason. You have to remember that. Right. right? Like you're critical of yourself because yes. you want yourself to be the best successful. Yeah, the best you. Yeah. You yeah. want to be healthy. You want to be happy. You want to be successful. And so, yes, you put that pressure on yourself. And you, you should to a degree. But um, it's about also like meeting yourself where you're at mm-hmm. and being like, this is what I can handle this week. This is what tools work for me. Yes. You know? Um, and it, like social media is such a double-edged sword because it's such a wonderful like way to brand yourself and to promote your, things you're doing and just and you socialize. Know, yeah, and socialize. But then it can also be really hard sometimes to watch yeah. people post the you know shiny packaging of their life. Yes. And not always the like. The truth. Nitty gritty. Yeah. The just day to day. Yes. You know, it's uh, a lot course. of pressure. Of course. The thing with that is, like, for me, when I was in college, I went through, like, a little um, depression. At the end of it, it was like, you know, I just had to say to myself, you know, I'm thinking all these things. I'm being critical of myself. I'm thinking about, you know, what others are thinking or whatever it is, you know. But at the end of the day, it's because I'm trying to better myself. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. um like crazy people, right? People who are mentally, they need help. They need guidance, you know, or they need some, some path and people who are sane, I'm using air quotes. The, the people who aren't sane don't know that, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're questioning whether you're crazy or not and you're believing it or, or accepting the idea of the possibility, then you're probably not that, you know what I mean? Like, right. For example, like, I thought I was schizophrenic for a hot second. Girl, it was just my own voice in my head, like, yeah. overthinking. And, 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 you know what I mean? It was, like, me being so critical of myself. Yeah. And it's, like, to a the boulder. Point where, like, it yes, just keeps... I was, like, am I crazy? Yeah. I was, I was working at a daycare as a daycare teacher, which mm-hmm. is already enough. And then I was doing two shows overlapping for a summer. Plus, I was dealing with, like, deaths in the family. It was, like, a lot on my plate. Sure. Plus, Branding myself, figuring myself out, first person to go to college, like, you know, in my family, all these things. And I'm not trying to switch this about, my, about me, no, but I'm just, is... you know, saying, like, it's so true. You're so right. This is such a hard thing to deal with and people don't admit it or they say something, but then they don't really discuss it, you yeah. know, and it's, it's a hard topic. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dealing with that. And the fact that you have that strength probably makes you even more like, okay, I can easily not think about things. Right. Like, it's, so it's, why am I so worried? It's true. It's like the pressure of like, I let the slide off my back, but should I have? Mm-hmm. Like, should I have held myself more accountable for that? Like, should I have done something differently? Like, 
it's, you know, like normally I'm able to get to a point where I can put it in a box, but first I have to stress out about it. That's you totally listen. And it's like yeah. the full roller coaster. You Sometimes know? you have to take the ride. You sure do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. So tell us, Emma, what is your worst audition ever? I was auditioning in Boston for a production of Cabaret for Kit Kat, Kit Kat Club dancers. Um, you know, went in there, did my thing, kicked my leg, and I felt good about it, but they didn't call me back. Um, and I was, it was one of those auditions where I was just sort of like, it just felt odd, and I was depressed that I wasn't called back because a lot of my friends were, and I felt like I did, as, you know, good, and so I was... It's just more sad than I would be from a normal audition. And my friend Leo comes over to me and he was like, how about we just go to this place that was across the street from my house that did really cheap scorpion bowls and just drink our cares away. And so I was like, okay. So we go and we sit down and we get this huge scorpion bowl and we drink the whole thing mm. really fast. And then I get a call and they're like, where are you? <gasps> And I was like, I mean, I couldn't say where I was. I was like, I'm at home. Yeah. And they were like, well, we're really sorry, but we did call you back. Somehow your headshot got stuck with somebody else's and we need you to go. Can you still make it? And like, luckily I was like five minutes away. So I was like, yes. But I was hammered. My God. I was so drunk. I was like. Method acting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. I was like, I have to, I just, I gotta go. So I like grab my dance bag and literally run across the street, like, <laughs> like shaking back and forth. And I get, I get in there and I don't think anybody clocks it. I don't know. To this day, I don't know whether they realized I was or not. They probably did. Yeah. Usually when you're did. drunk and you're like, they can't tell. <laughs> it's like that cut to scene yeah. where it's like, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm here to do the show. This is my dance Yeah, but like, no, so I go, I go, and I'm, they, you know, it's like, like, gritty choreography, like I'm <laughs> on the floor, and it's like a lot of improv, too, so I'm sure I was like, oh, just shit. doing like, weird things with improv? my arms, and yeah, <laughs> they were like, can you just improv as a Kit Kat girl, so I was like, absolutely, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I, t- I t- cigarette in the mouth. Mr. Cigar. Yeah. No, I I have no idea what I did in there. Uh No idea. I left it all on the floor. All of it. Lovely. And That's beautiful. See, I hesitate to call this my worst audition story because I did end up getting it. Oh, shit. Yeah. See, well, I wasn't able to do the show because of a school thing, Uh but I was like... Damn. Yeah. You booked. Man. Maybe that's what we should be doing. Yeah. Taking the, shots the, beforehand. The moral of the story is you should not audition <laughs> without drinking an enormous scorpion bowl mm-hmm. with at least four different alcohols yeah. before you step into that Do room. not audition sober. That is the bottom subtext. Yes. What's your second story? Um, the second story is... Uh, so, okay. This was like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I, um, went, I went in for like a cruise ship thing. Right. Contract, One of those yeah. things. Yeah. And they like called me in for it. So I was like, oh my God, like me because I haven't been called in for a lot since mm-hmm. I've moved to the city I'm you know brand new so I was like oh my god me they want to see me so I go in there and I'm a little nervous and I sing my song and it didn't go good okay or well and um as I was grabbing my book 
they said something along the, I think something along you know when you go into an audition you just sort of like blackout blackout all the time yeah especially when you like don't do well I tend to do that because oh. I just start like that self-critical thing just starts going in your head and you're just like just let me let me leave let me go get a donut <laughs> um and they said something along the lines of like we really loved meeting you today or something uh-huh. and but what I heard was not that so I just grab my book and I turn to them and I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> Stop. And they were like, <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was like, I like, re- like, I realized that that's not what they said. And it just was, <laughs> that, like, my brain was like, and I just was like, were they like, thanks again. Okay, bye. Great. I just, and I just left and I just was like, Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So, so you have them like written down in like like a black book, like okay, that's the person I told I love. So the next time I see them, I have to like play it cool. It's all on my Finsta. Okay, good. Which I will not be plugging today. That place is <laughs> that place is dark. Um, oh my gosh. But uh, it's um, it's it's all documented oh, wow. in, in the dark places in my mind. That's, I mean, at least you have documentation of it. Cause then you can look back and yeah. I mean, this is also right. I mean, it got like, it got like 30 likes on my Finsta wow. and t- two or three comments. So I was like, you were feeling at it. least that happened. You were walking around the street with like a fur coat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's hysterical. Oh my God. Those are both really good. If you just mix them together. Right. That'd be great. If I had gone into for cabaret and just been like, I love you guys. If you went into a cruise contract for singing and dance drunk, and then at the end said, I love you. Oh, my God. How could you not book that show? How could you not? How couldn't you not? They'd be like, she's the winner. She's the one. She's the winner. She's a beauty. She is grace. What is a pre-audition ritual that you do or, or like to try to do that helps you? Uh, let's see. I don't have anything that I'm like, I have to do this or I can't go in. Like, so I know some people are like really like specific, specific yeah. about it. I'm not quite like that. If I'm feeling like particularly anxious about it, just like when you get that like high breath and like that sort of like, you know, pitter patter in your heart or whatever. What I like to do is um, touch the ground for a little bit. Okay. Like. It, it just, it's weird. Like it's, it is weird. It's strange, but like, I'll just sort of, I'm just like, I want to feel grounded, like connected to something. I used to do this when I was like, like a ballerina back in like middle school before mm. I realized that was not what I wanted to do with my life. But like I would, before I went on stage, I would just touch the ground for a few seconds, like with my full palm. Okay. And it just would help me feel really like centered for some reason. And How I long would, do you do that for? Like... Until you feel centered? Yeah, like five or ten seconds. Like, just whatever it takes. And I'll do a few, like, really deep breaths. Like, really into, like, like into my, like, pelvis, you know? And it just kind of helps bring everything from my head down. Like, and just sort of be like, okay, yeah. I'm here. I'm here today. Like, this is me. I'm on, these, I'm on this ground. And I'm going to go in and sing a song. And that's all that I'm going to do. You know? Yeah. No, and that's really... It's, I don't do it all the time, but it definitely helps me when I'm feeling a little, like, jumped up. Like, sometimes I'll sit on the ground. It depends on the, the thing. But it, um, it just helps me feel really aligned, especially if I'm in heels or if I'm not, like, you know, it just helps me feel 
centered. Centered, yeah. I really like doing that. Um, what do you do after an audition, like a, a post-audition ritual that um, you do? Food. Get a donut? Food. Yeah. yeah, no, literally food. Because usually, well, usually it's like lunchtime. So True. I'll go and get something. I usually just like let myself get whatever I want to get, like after an audition. Like if I, if I want to get a sandwich, I'll get a sandwich. If I want to get a muffin, I'll get a muffin. If I yeah. want to get some fruit, like if that's what I'm feeling, I'll get fruit. Like I just like, like to listen to... You touch the ground and you center yourself and you say, grapefruit. And you go and you get it. And I get a grapefruit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Also that I just, if you get the Fever app on your phone, you can go to that new bakery, Angelina's, that opened on like 40-something and 8th, and you can get a coffee and a pastry for $5. Okay. Say it again. Angelina's. Angelina's. It's brand new. It's on, I think it's like 40, 40, 40th or 41st and 8th. And if you get the Fever app on your iPhone, mm-hmm. you can download a coupon for $5 for a pastry and a coffee. And these are like huge donuts or like huge croissants or whatever. Angelina Bakery? Mm-hmm. It's on 30... It's between 38th and 39th on 8th Avenue. And 8th. It's a great after night, especially if you have like a really bad audition. That's like, you know... A little $5 treat. Little five dollar treat. You can get, your, get yourself coffee and a croissant, and it's good. All right, shout out. So now we're gonna do word of the week. Okay. So every week I have a word, and I say that word. I let it bounce off of you, and I let it regurgitate back to me. Whatever that means to you, whatever you're feeling, whatever the word embellishes for you. The word of the week is silence. What does that mean to you? Ooh, I love silence. I'm very much an introvert, mm-hmm. so I really need it a little bit to get through my day. That's one of those things like, you know, I have to plan out, you know, a little bit of time where I can like, I can, I can do all this, but then I have to have this moment where I'm home watching a show, drinking a little coffee, doing something, you know. reading whatever it is but I just have to like have a a little moment it doesn't take much but it's nice it's also really hard to find in New York it's so hard to find there is no silence in New York none nope you have to create your own Mm -hmm. which is difficult Mm -hmm. a lot yeah and sometimes you kind of have to like find the silence in noise you know what I mean yeah there's you just have to like sit there close your eyes you know, like, um, like before I, before I came here, I had a couple minutes, like after my voice lesson that I went to this morning and Mm -hmm. I got like a bagel and, um, there was no sitting, uh, there was no seating in the deli. So I just walked across to a park and I was just sitting in there and there was stuff going on. There were kids skateboarding. There was, you know, people playing chess or whatever, but I just sort of like sat there ate my bagel. I was like, I'm not going to go on my phone for a few minutes. I'm just mm. going to have a moment yeah. and stuff. And it, it's nice. It's nice. You know, take advantage of those public spaces in New York. Cause they're not, there's not a ton of them, Yeah. but the ones that there are, they're, they're nice to go and sit in sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of people tend to just run home mm-hmm. and you know, 
back to their their fortress that they've created but yeah yeah no that's true yeah but I also think it's really important for like artists to like sometimes it's fun to just people watch a little bit and best people watching in the world here in New York City like you just sit back and you watch people and you wonder about them and you just you learn so much from doing that Mm -hmm. um like I get it you know sometimes I want to run back to my room too sometimes I'm like I just need to I just need to be home, yeah. you know, but sometimes it's really nice to just go and find that quiet moment and watch and like observe. That. Yeah. It's nice. It's kind of, I, I'm not, I don't meditate, but it's like meditative, you know? You're very centered or you're very trying to find the center. It's really, it's a good thing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like that too. Yeah. You have to seek it out in New York. I didn't think I was going to like New York when I first moved here because I, uh, you know, grew up in the South not a not really a city girl and I like I like living in cities don't get me wrong but mm. I'm just not used to it um it's not how I grew up so you have to learn how to find what you need you find know your silence yeah it's there if you look for it but you just have to work extra hard yeah I think people do that I think that's where the jadedness comes from mm-hmm. they're silencing out you know the rest of the world when yeah. you're walking by and stuff, which is great, but it, it's also toxic because mm-hmm. then you you lose focus of the moments yeah. and the day, and then you need more silence to fill up the silence. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I need to go home because I don't even know where my day went, and it's like, yeah. you aren't in the moment. It's true. Yeah, you have to find a little bit of time every day to just sort of, yeah, that's, that's really interesting because, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to... There's sometimes in New York where it benefits you to just sort of, you know, streamline tractor beam and just sort of go through your day and just get from point A to point B. Sometimes you don't have time for the extraness and the craziness that is New York. But I think there's also a lot of beauty, you know, yeah. if you just look up for a little bit, and yeah. observe. It's like sleeping, right? If you sleep yeah. too much, you get overtired. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is this? Like, I slept. I don't yeah. need to sleep anymore. Yeah. You know? But it's because you've just, your body is in tune to it. So it's finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I You're love totally it. totally right. Is there anything that you want to plug for today? Not really. I mean, I can. Any uh, upcoming work or like where can people find you on platforms or stuff? For sure. Um, so as far as like upcoming work, nothing, nothing much. I'm doing one of those growing studio, growing studio showcases on nice. Tuesday. Nice. Shout out growing studio. We love growing studio. Danny George. Love. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm trying to do a lot more like classes and stuff. Yeah. Like let's let's take this opportunity when there's not as many auditions to like Of course. Do some time. things. Do some things. Reach out. Make connections. Yeah, and the growing do, studio is great. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of tons of places to do it, but I love the growing studio. Uh social media. Um, you can follow me on pretty much anything. I mean, Instagram at Emma Clinch. My website is Emma Clinch.com. No, I'm on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook as Emma Chandler Clinch. It's my Ooh. full name, my full fancy name. Full fancy name. Yeah, it's very European, Emma I feel Chandler like. Emma Chandler Hello, Clinch. my name is Emma Chandler Clinch. Chandler's such a crazy name yeah, in it's, a great way. It's like an old family name. My parents yeah. were like, just throw it in there. Really? Yeah, it's like my great-grandmother's maiden name. That's insane. That's your middle name? Yeah. I'm jealous. I don't mm-hmm. have a middle name. Really? No. I know I'm a loser. <laughs> no, but like Danny Federino, it just... It's just, just like... Blah, blah, blah. You don't need more than that. Danny Federini, yeah. I've got a 
quite a few different things thrown in my way. <laughs> so, Emma Chandler Clinch. Yeah. That's really... Yeah. yeah. Catch, catch me reading Jane Austen on, in, a, <laughs> on in, a public, in a public park. <laughs> because, um, yeah. Finding your silence. And Jane. Great. Okay, so and we'll list all of your socials and stuff below in the bio. That's a thing, right? In the bio? Great. My editor is saying, yeah, Rihanna. <laughs> that was a great noise. Technology. ASMR, not today. Okay, thank you so much, Emma. I've had a great time with you. Me too. See you guys. Bye.